0: been a sweet summer, hasn't it? Uh, Just going through this study, uh, it's it's just fun um, to see the elders' heart for you all and for us uh, in this church. Um, They love you, and uh, they don't take the series that they do lightly. Um, It's just an important thing to them. They know that uh, this is the rudder that uh, God has put here uh, to steer The ship and God's word is uh, what we're following. And so, um, hopefully, it's been a profitable time for you. Uh, The context of uh, just where we are in this study uh, has been uh, so neat. Uh, Just thinking about uh, the different things that God has designed uh, for his people um, as he's working on us, right? And we've talked about that, right? We've been justified, we've been changed. And there's work to be done. And so God's working on our hearts. Uh, he's making us more like him. And he wants us to work. And so uh, we believe that here. Uh, this isn't just uh, let go and let god Um We are here to work with God. And we know that he's empowering us to do that, just like Ken said earlier. Um, but uh, I just, I, I'm the guy, I don't know if you guys are the people but I'm the guy that needs to be challenged to work. I'm just—you uh, can probably tell by my physique a little bit that I got to work out a little bit more. But um, but it's true. I just I I just I'm prone to be lazy. I'm prone to love the idea of uh, God driving the ship and me just sitting back. And in some cases, I think that we can do that. We can rest in God. But uh, we need this. We need to we need to hear God's word, right? And that's where we're going. And, um, so. Uh, I just wanted to, to talk, too, about uh, the context of where we are through this study matches the context of where we're going to be tonight in Ephesians. Uh, you can even turn in your Bibles there just to get ready for it. But um, it's funny that Barbara was talking about Ephesians chapter 3, right? Yeah. Uh, why don't you turn to Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse 14. Uh, I was just reading the context of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And, um, This is just a good prayer for us, so instead of uh, just me praying, I thought we would let Paul uh, pray for us uh, through Ephesians 3. So if you don't mind just bowing your heads, Uh, you can look at the words if you need to, but if you want to close your eyes, go for it. I'm going to read from uh, 3.14 and on. So this is Paul. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So there is this problem, and and the problem is is that we have been saved, and uh, we still need to grow, and we have this life of growth, and we're all going through, uh, if you believe in Christ, you've recognized, hopefully you've recognized at this point, if you don't, I'm sorry to give you the bad news that there are trials to come, and uh, those trials are going to shape you, and God's going to use it. But So we're going through these trials, and God is still shaping us, and he's still calling us to be holy. And so, when we come to the topic of, we're talking about holy habits, right? We're building up six ways to grow in our godliness. We come to this topic of singing to God. That our worship, you know, worship is not just singing. We recognize that, but we're singing to God, uh, and that is worship. And so, we want to find out how we can grow in godliness, how we're sanctified by singing to God. And you may not not have ever thought of even just what we just did right now as being a sanctifying element in your Christian life, that God is using songs and he's using the singing of God's people um, and matched up with what goes on here at church or even the singing that goes on at home to sanctify you. But he does, and we're going to see that tonight. So we're going to look at four ways to worship God through the holy habit of singing. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 5. and We're going to start in 17. I'm going to give you a little context just even before. So the first three chapters are about what? Somebody answer. What are the first three chapters of Ephesians? We know this, church. Ephesians, it's what we believe about... Yeah, what God has done, what what we believe about the church, what what God has done through Christ, right? So you have these first three chapters that it's 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 the good news, right? This is the good news of this is why we exist. This is what we've been called to. This is who we've been saved through. This is what the Father has chosen to do. He's he's predestined us for this. We are the church, and then the next three chapters we know are the what the commands, right? We're we're coming to this this spot and we're halfway through in chapter five where we're getting the instructions, hey, this is how to live. This is what you've got to do. Okay, God's working in you, but listen up. This is what you're going to do. So we get to Ephesians 5. Look at, look at uh, verse 15. It says, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as wise but as unwise. He just got, got finished talking about what's not appropriate to be named among Christians. And so he's saying here, Look carefully than how you walk, Christian. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So if you're looking at your outline, the first thing that we're going to see tonight is that we're called to sing to God in spirit and in truth. Now at the beginning of this this passage in verse 17 He doesn't say specifically, hey, uh, this relates exactly to singing, but anytime we think of of an area of worship in our lives, right? So if we think about talking to other people, or we think about um, the way that we uh, read God's word, or the way that we eat our food, or the way that we walk down the street, or the way that we put on our clothes, everything is an act of worship. And so these principles apply to our act of worship in singing, okay? Okay. So, verse 17, sing to God in spirit and in truth, and we see that we are to be informed by God's word. So, when we sing to God, we are called to be informed by God's word. Now, I know this is a Bible church. Uh, we've been here a while with you all. Uh, you know that that is, that is our foundation. Uh, our cornerstone is Christ. And, and the truth that we go to to find out about Christ is His Word. But sometimes we forget that, that that is the underlying element to all of our worship. So how we talk to our friends needs to be informed by God's Word. How we sing songs, what songs we sing, when we sing those songs... What we do with music with those songs, it has to be informed by God's word. Here's an example, okay? Uh, I, was, I was trying to look up a bad worship song, and I felt bad because somebody's going to be like, that's my favorite worship song, and I didn't want to blow it out of the water. So uh, there's this blog that I follow, Stephen uh, Altrogi. Am I saying that right, Billy? You know that guy? You're this guy? So Stephen Altrogi. He's, uh, he's just a witty Christian guy. If you want to look at his website, it's called um, the Blazing Center blog. I think him and his dad do it together. It's a lot of funny Christian things. You guys would love it. But he wrote a blog, and it's called How to Write an Awful Worship Song. Okay? So he says, so you finally learned to play the guitar. This is me, like in high school. And now you're wondering, how do I write a truly awful worship song? You've come to the right place, my friend. Here are some surefire ways to write a truly horrible worship song. Okay, you guys ready? First, he says, recycle a love song. Write a song for your girlfriend. When she breaks up with you, convert it into a worship song, and just be sure to change all uses of girl or baby. And that's your awful worship song. <laughs> Use time-tested rhymes. So the rhymes that have lasted forever. Make sure that you rhyme love love and above at least twice in this awful worship song. The song becomes doubly awful if you can also incorporate the word dove. For example, you sent your love from above, makes my heart feel like a pure white dove. You get the point? Another point, be vague about your theology. Make sure to avoid any theology at all costs. Don't talk about atonement, wrath, Or any other biblical concepts, you want your song to be all about feeling. Don't let the mind get in the way. Repeat after me. Worship is a warm feeling, sort of like heartburn, only better. (laughs) And then his last one says Make the song all about you. The main point of your song should be your experiences and how God makes you feel. Don't bother with objective truth about God. I would suggest that you use the words I or me at least 12 to 15 times. For example, I feel like singing. Yes, I like, feel like spinning because you make me feel so good inside like it's my birthday but more awesome. <laughs> if, if the basis of our worship song is not the truth of God's word, it, it's what, Ephesians call, Ephesians, or what Paul calls in Ephesians foolishness. And that, that would be foolishness. And we've sung those songs, right? I've played those songs. I've led those songs. Um, they're horrible. And yet, there's something about the music gets mixed in, the mood gets mixed in, and everybody thinks that we're worshiping, and you're like, what did we just... Did we just say, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, burning... No, I'm not going to attack those. <laughs> give me gas in my Ford. We're not going to do those. <laughs> Listen to what John Stott said. God... Must speak to us before we have any liberty to speak to him, he must disclose to us who he is before we can offer him what we are in acceptable worship. The worship of God is always a response to the word of God. Scripture wonderfully directs and enriches our worship. When we look at ephesians five seventeen this is what we 're seeing we 're seeing Understand what the will of the Lord is. How do we understand what the will of the Lord is? Somebody answer. How do we understand? What's his decreed will? It's the Bible. He gave it to us. We turn over to Colossians 3 real quick. And keep your finger in Ephesians, but let's just... This is kind of the sister passage, they call it. Colossians three sixteen. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So Paul's saying, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And that's letting God's word dwell in us, dwell in our songs, dwell in this church when we come before him with worship through music, through singing. So we, the application here for this section is we need to sing songs And you need to sing songs grounded and informed by God's word because his word is truth. And remember, we're we're thinking of that idea. Remember in John 4 when Jesus is talking to the woman and, and he says this is what it, there's going to be a day where true worshipers are going to be worshiping in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. Not spirit and in whatever they feel like would be awesome. It's spirit and in truth. It's grounded in God's word. Next point, be filled by the Holy Spirit. Go back to Ephesians 5. In Ephesians 5, so verse 17 says, Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. It's horrible. It's sin. It's the most horrible sin. Not out of the list of the sins, it's the most horrible, but it is a horrible sin. But be filled with the Spirit. We must be controlled by the Spirit when we sing. And I, I grew up in a church exactly like this, so I know the challenge that it is growing up in a church where the Spirit is almost, um, it's, the, it's the third part of the Trinity, Or it's the part of man that we just don't want to talk about and deal with. And it's just like, oh, it's the feelings. Give me God's word. I need the the truth, which is good. I'm not not criticizing that. But the truth and the spirit work together, right? They go together. You can't have, and and this is the problem. This is what we're afraid of because we've seen the unhealthy thing, right, happen in churches is that, that... people start gravitating towards the Spirit, and then they they start defining the Spirit away from God's Word. And so they see something, and they go, man, that felt awesome, but it didn't line up with what God's Word says the Spirit will do, and so they've bought a lie that that's the Spirit. When it's not the Spirit, that's just some weird feeling thing. But it doesn't mean that the Spirit won't bring the emotion that the Spirit can't fill you, that God's Word, this is the cool thing, guys, God's Word's not stale. It's living. And so as we dive into God's Word, we're diving into the Spirit. Look back, hopefully you held your finger in Colossians. If you didn't, I'll just read it. Colossians 3, it doesn't even say anything about the Spirit. It's it's just this assumption, right? This is the Sister Pat, it just says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's The Spirit's there. If you're in the Word, the Spirit's there. If you've been changed by Christ and you're in His Word, the Spirit is working in you. The the Spirit testifies in accordance with Scripture and testifies to who God is and what He does. Listen to this quote. This is by one, one of my heroes. Some of you make fun of me about this, but Bob Coughlin writes in his book, Worship Matters, the Holy Spirit is indeed present and at work every time the church gathers. So think of Lakeside right now, okay? So we're talking about our corporate gathering. So the Spirit's at work every time. You're like, I never thought of that. We're usually all kind of just standing here like, you know, some of us are like, you know, but most of us are like, does that mean the Spirit's not there? Listen to what he says. We just need to understand biblically what that means. It's not about how you're standing, When people grasp something of God's glory, the spirit is at work. When people are convicted of sin, the spirit is at work. When people receive hope and strength in the midst of a trial, the spirit is at work. And how is it done? Through God's word. So when we sing songs, that's what we're we're shooting for. We're shooting for songs in this church corporately that preach God's word that are in line with the principles of God's word. They don't veer off. They don't make assumptions. It's, they're based on God's word. We, we choose hymns, old hymns, that are based in God's word. And the ones that aren't, we're not going to sing those. You shouldn't sing those. You shouldn't sing them because you just love them. If you love the melody, sing the melody. You know, if it's, a, if it's a great song, I can understand that. But don't waste your worship on that. Don't waste your time on songs that are not in line with what the Spirit is doing through the Scriptures. Go back to Ephesians. The Spirit uses God's Word to change and fill our lives. So the question is, what about being expressive, right? Um, so we go to this conference. Uh, we, it's going to be every year, hopefully now, or, or as much as we can, because they're doing it every year. And the first time uh, Becca and I went to this conference, man, we were just like, it, we were just blown away and uncomfortable. We were just there, and everybody was moving, and Beck and I were just kind of like, I didn't have my guitar, so I'm just like, man, they're moving. And I, and I couldn't like, I couldn't take my eyes off of people. I mean, their, their hands are raised, and, and most of it, it wasn't, it wasn't like out of control crazy stuff. It was just, they were affected by what they were singing. And at first, my reaction was to get critical. I just, I, I'm standing there, I'm just like, eee. and then the second day I was just like, ah, these are good songs. <laughs> it's like, these are good songs. I, I want to sing with these people, so I'm gonna sing with these people. And probably by the third day, I'm like crying and like, what why do I not worship like that? And was it a, you know, I, I'm not going to go into this whole analytical thing, but the, the point is, is that expression in worship, okay? So what we're talking about is raising hands. Um, you know, I, I mean, there's some people that get down on their knees. There's some people that close their eyes. There's some people that dance, right? Is the expression that you're showing matching what God is doing through his word and through the spirit, through the truth and through the spirit in your heart? So when we're up here leading worship and your hands go up, okay, it's okay if it's connected to what's going on in your heart. If it's not connected or if you're, and we all do this, right? I've done it. Trust me, I've done it. I've done it leading you guys. So confess my sin. Okay. But sometimes we do stuff to try to, like, make things happen. I'm going to raise my hands so I can get into it more. That's, That's not... That's false, right? Here, here's an example. You don't cry to get sad, right? You don't sit here and go, oh, I just need to get sad, so I'm going to start crying first, <laughs> right? Because it's not, the, the, what comes first? The emotion comes first. And it comes, you're affected by something. And then, and then the expression of what is going on in your heart happens, Now, we are in a room with other people, so if you feel like what's going on in your heart means that you run around this room like crazy, that would be distracting. That would be too much expression, okay? I don't know why that's funny, but I just, as the worship leader here at Lakeside, no running in this room, okay? That's what we're going to do. But think about this, guys. And even with the memorial service that just happened, I mean, you would never go up to a grieving widow and say, "You know what? It's can you get off the floor?" Because that's really embarrassing. You're making people feel uncomfortable. No way. Her love just died. Let her let her emote. Hug her. And I think we're we're afraid of that at this church. And we're gonna talk more about where that comes from. But guys, <laughs> we're, we're gonna oh yeah, I'm not gonna be able to go. So we're just gonna just apply that, that, and challenge yourself. I mean, I challenge myself about this, but when you think of the truth and you think of what God has done and how the Spirit is working in our lives, are you being affected by it? Or are you trying to like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and I understand too, you don't want, sometimes we don't want to make a scene. I think that's appropriate. I think you got to, there's wisdom in this stuff. But here's the thing. There's wisdom in the Spirit. So he, he's going to help you. You depend on him. You focus on what's true and you let him work in your heart. And, and And it'll work, and you might have a brother or sister come up to you and challenge you about something you did hey that when you ran around the room, that was weird and you get and you can say i was, i was I was so excited, and it's like I love it that you're excited about God. it's weird when you run around the room so let's just let's be careful about that and and let's be honest is is as we continue to learn more and more about God, is he interested in us being chaotic and crazy? Or is he interested in us being full of spirit and truth and being affected by what his son has done? And if it does cause us to fall on the ground or if it causes us to raise our hands, it's okay if it's connected with what... Don't, don't make it happen. Focus on, what, focus on truth. Focus on the spirit. So the application here is we need to not sing until we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Let's go back to Scripture. Listen to what it says. It says be filled with the Spirit. Don't be filled with you. Don't, are you putting on the show for everybody? that? Oh, I put up my hand so I'm there, guys. Too bad you can't make it. Is it about you? Because that's you being filled with you. That's not you filled with the Spirit. Or... Are you so still, and this is, this is probably me, are you so still because you are freaked out to take one step further to consider what God has done for you through his son, by the Holy Spirit, in your life that you're afraid, I'm going to break down right now. I'm going to, I have to raise my hand. i got to point to Christ. Because this is just, he's the one that conquered my sin. That's awesome. There's there's two extremes, guys. And when we're here's the here's the here's the um, formula: be rooted in God's Word, know who God is. Right. That's that's where we dive. Know where you're at, and who you are. He's he's explained it. You know who you are. Think about what he's done. Right? Notice we haven't even gotten to what am I gonna do with my hands? No, you just go down these steps, and then when the song comes up and it says he's the name above all names, then let this let be filled with the spirit and sing, sing with us. Next point sing to God publicly and privately. Ephesians 5.19, the next verse, addressing one another. Okay, so again, he's saying, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We're looking to God's word to understand what his will is. And do not get drunk with wine. Don't be filled with anything. Okay, the reason why wine is used here, because wine affects. When you're filled with it, it just affects the way that you live. And you're just you're not yourself. Don't be filled with that. Be filled. Don't be yourself. Be filled with the Spirit. I mean, I, we wouldn't say this, but be drunk on the Spirit. Let Him be in control of what you're doing with your mouth and with your arms. So He says that, and then He says, addressing one another. So after that happens, then we address one another. And what do we do? We sing psalms. And hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So we sing to God publicly and privately. That's the next point. We sing to God publicly and privately. And here we see we sing publicly to to one another. We're singing publicly to one another. So we're worshiping God. We're we're rooted in his word. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's meant to be done. I mean, it's clear. It's meant to be done with one another. So we get together as the people that God sent his only son to die for. And we come together to sing about God and to God with one another. So a few years ago, this was just like, this blew my mind again that I was the guy and you're probably the person at one point or another that just thought, man, I want a dark room. If I go to a church, I want a dark room. Um, I want the mood to be really somber and I need to just come and have a me and God moment. And there's nothing wrong with, with you and God moments, right? But this is obviously not the you and God moment. This is the us and God. We have come before God our Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit to praise him and to hear what he says from his word. And then the command is address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Okay, so psalms are the Old Testament psalms put to music. We just sang Psalm 62. Check. Got it. Okay. Okay. Hymns, okay, these were, uh, these were probably songs that exalted the greatness of God, which we are trying to do here, and spiritual songs. So these songs are most likely the songs that talk about salvation and talk about Christ and what he has done for us. So this is, that's to the Ephesians. Thinking about us now reading this letter, we're still here to do that. And we're doing it to one another. So here's the benefit. Here's where we get sanctified. Okay. Um, there is there. You've heard me say this before, but there's a, just a ton of there's a, a like a ton of colors of trials going on in this church in your life. Everybody's just different. You we're all weird, right? Everybody's weird. I don't know if you. Say, that's what we say in our family. We just say everybody's weird. Okay and everybody's got their problems. And so we and then we walk in and we're bought by the by the blood of Christ and we walk into this room and you know what we're supposed to do? Sing truth to one another. Sing about God, sing to God in the presence of each other because one day Gerald's going to come in and something's happened and he's just like, I'm not, I can't sing. This is, just, this is just hard. And somebody else is going to come over and just be like, I, I am ready to sing about the truth of God. And, we, and we, we put up the song and the song is about an unchanging God in the midst of all of this mess that we are. And Gerald, all of a sudden, is encouraged or admonished or taught by somebody singing next to him, And God uses that to change us. And and this is the cool thing about music. You guys have heard it before, but God uses music. I mean, it's just a magnet to our hearts. I mean, the, we all like different kinds of music. We all listen to different kinds of music. But the the music that God has made, and there's just, there's a, we can talk theory if you want to. I'll pull Eric Chavez up here and we'll just start having these theory talks. But there is just this underlying when you put two notes with one, one another, it starts making this harmony and then you put three in there and all of a sudden you have a chord and it just sounds better than that one note. And, and then when you start making this line, it, the line can determine whether a song is happy or whether a song is sad. And so you use this, this amazing gift of music, and it just attaches to people's hearts. You know, the, the old, uh, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Feel like I'm on a ship with the sailors. You know, it's just like, and that's, that's the melody. So we felt like it was a health, there was a new version out there that we liked better. And, and we just, it's not that we, you know, there's nothing wrong with the old melody, but it sounds like you're on a ship, you know, and it's really sad. And, and it's a, but it's a good darkness, right? Like it's, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. It matched some of the words. Rolling over me as an ocean It's like, oh yeah, that does fit. We like it a little bit lighter at Lakeside, but, um, but so that's the amazing thing is that you've got, you've got this God that is this, he's solid, he's steadfast, We've got our mess going on and we walk in and we address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The, the psalms, I mean, we're singing psalms that David sang, right? We're lamenting sometimes, right? We're rejoicing sometimes. We're singing songs that just magnify the greatness of God. He's the famous one. That doesn't mean, hey, I put on my sunglasses, I'm famous. It's, he, he cares so much about his name that he, he's just, everything, everything that's going on, one day, everybody's going to go, oh, that was about God. That wasn't about me. That wasn't about my money. That wasn't about this, that, and the other. That was about God. And then the spiritual songs, and where, that's where it hits us, right, that, That God saved us? we we got to be doing that with one another publicly. So we need to sing of God and what he has done among others and to others. It it, it will encourage, teach, and admonish. And I shared on Sunday in Hebrews 2. If you just want to write it down, look it up later. Hebrews 2, 11 through 12. There's this awesome passage that just talks about Christ is going to do that with us the psalm 22 it's quoting psalm 22 in heaven jesus is is going to he's going to say brothers i want to tell you how awesome god is i got to read it for you real quick i'm just going to go to it cuz it sounds better than my words so this is jesus that is why he is not ashamed to call them that's us brothers saying this is what he says And this is from the Old Testament. So this is the Messiah in the Old Testament. And now we know it's Jesus. I will tell of your name to my brothers, God. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. We need that, guys. And you know, you've been there. You you, you needed to come. You needed to get back together. We needed to sing that song together. And it was like, yes, yes. I needed that more than somebody coming up to me and telling me that. I needed to sing it or hear somebody sing it. It's just it's crazy. So we sing publicly, but then we also sing privately. This is on your notes, sing privately from your heart. I mean, this is almost the practice time, right? I mean, this has got to be in us. Have you ever worshiped through music alone? Have you ever worshipped through music just by listening to it? Maybe maybe just listening to the beauty of it and and reveling in the fact that God can create such an amazing thing through man, no matter who the man is, right? That God is so amazing that he created this amazing creation. But when you look at lyrics that are based in God's word, and you're diving into those lyrics and you're filled with the Spirit. And then you're convicted of a sin. Or you're hit with, man, he's with me. Like through this trial right now, he's with me. I needed a, I needed a melody with truth to hit that home in my blockhead brain. Remember the, the response that Mary had? This is a little bit happier, right? Go to Luke 1. Keep your finger in Ephesians, but go to Luke 1. So she finds out amazing news. And she sang. And it's, it's in the forever book. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. This is 46, 146. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. She's like, I'm not happy I'm having a baby. She's like, he sent the Messiah. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation he has shown strength with his arm he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts he has brought down the mighty from th- it's like Mary she just goes into the character of god she just dives into it it's the truth She's hit with the biggest news ever that any mom person on this earth has ever had. And she just goes into the character of God. How, how awesome, how magnificent is God? Do you do that alone? I mean, when you, when you guys are facing yourself, do you, get, do you do you turn off the phone? My phone broke today. And I'm kind of pumped because I think I'm going to be a normal human being for about a day. I'm, I'm going to think about something other than what's on my phone. I mean, you guys know me. I, I love technology. It's killing this. We got to turn it off or we got to use it, right? Maybe Steve Jobs he doesn't even know how much he can serve the church by us using iTunes, you know, to to focus on the greatness of God. And is what you're singing truly reflecting what's in your heart? I mean, we got to be careful. Just thinking of parents, you got to be careful of that with your kids. Are you just singing goofy songs, or, or are they seeing woe? Like when mom and dad start singing about God, this is a big deal to them. Is it connected with what's in your heart? Are you filled with the spirit? We need to keep going. So we need to sing to God alone with our whole heart for the great things he has done. It's private, right? That's what God's word says. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. That's Ephesians 5.19. Go back to Ephesians And then we see we need to sing to God by responding to God in 520. So the first thing that we see, let's read it, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So first we see that we're, we're here to respond to the Father, right? When we come to sing, when we come to worship, we're responding to the Father, It highlights the character of God. And, and coming off of this conference that we went to, specifically him being trying. it's everywhere. His trinity is everywhere. When it talks about the gospel, when, it, when we're reminded of who we are, it, God's character is just in your face, and we miss it. We're just like, sometimes we just give God the single name. No, there's so much, and don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of the fact that... You, you need to think about what the Father has done. How is, what has the Father done in relation to how he's changed you? Okay? So look at Ephesians 1. So we're thinking about responding to the Father. Okay, Ephesians 1. So who is the one to be blessed? Say it. Look at Ephesians 1 verse 3. Who's the one to be blessed? Who? Let's say it with conviction. God the Father. That's right. Best be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places? Who? Say it. God the Father. God the Father. <coughs> Study that. Who chose us in Him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before Him? God the Father. And according to His will, who predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ? God the, the Father. God is complex. It's, he's still fully God, but that's what the Father did. But then if you switch it around, you can, you can do it with Christ. So we need to sing thanks to God the Father for all that He has done and seek Him as a Father for all that we need. Sing, respond to the Father, who He is. Study what He has done. Study who He is in your life. Next point, respond through Christ. Go back to Ephesians 5. Look at verse 20. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here is our Savior, Christians, church. This is our Savior who has made it possible for us to approach the throne of God. We're no longer slaves, but sons and daughters because of our brother Christ. Look at Galatians 4. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son. So who sent the Son? The Father sent the Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. That's all through Christ. So if that's what Christ has done for us, why would we not give thanks to the Father through him as well as praising him for setting us free you guys get that if that's what christ has done why would we not respond why would we not sing why would we not use that as a sanctifying part in our life if you have a hard time singing you have a hard time understanding what god has done in your life let me say that again that's that hits you if you have a hard time singing then you're missing what God has done. I'm not talking about you can't match the notes. I, I, my youth pastor is a horrible, horrible singer. The youth pastor that I grew up with, horrible, okay? He, he would admit it. He's taller than me. He could pummel me. His name's Kevin Bosler, and he is horrible, but he sings loud. And he stands up front, and it's just like, what are you doing? He, He's worshiping. He gets what God did. And he's coming to the Father through Christ. It's huge to him. It's huge to Kevin. It's awesome. But if you catch yourself walking into church, and this, I, here's the benefit of being up here, and sometimes the hard thing is we see it. The worship leaders, okay, they see it. And sometimes it bums you out. I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes, I mean, I've had to, we've had to shepherd the group, come down and be like, did they get what we just sang? Not to be, it's not a condescending thing. Maybe it's something we were doing wrong, right? Did they, did they get what we just sang or were we just doing something weird to totally distract them from God? But you know, we've all done it. I've done it. You come in, and you're like... So, and it's funny, right? Like, Christ died. Let's, let's rephrase it. The only Son of God was sent by the Father and you're here to approach the father of that son that was crucified for you and for me, and you're coming in, and you're like... "Mm, mm." Uh, I mean, men that were kings would chop off people's heads for stuff like that. You guys when we whether it's here or privately at home when we come in to approach our god who is being revealed to us we have this one day or two days a week that we get to come in and be with one another to do that you you got to be ready you're ready to respond and it's not it's it's not a song i mean it's a song but that's not the we it's not the point Who cares what song it is? Look at the lyrics. If we stopped and we said, these are the songs that we're singing for the rest of Lakeside, they're they're grounded in truth. We need to sing. We've got to come in and sing praise to Jesus, the Son of God, for all that He has done and how he made this way, he made this possible through his blood to receive our adoption as sons and daughters and then to come and give him thanks for it. Why aren't we crying? Why aren't we raising our hands? We don't get it. We get a little little piece of it. We're growing. Now, I'm saying this. I'm your worship leader. So I'm the leader of you guys. So when I yell at you guys, I'm yelling at me. We don't get it. But we can. We can grow. And we can sing. And we can get in God's word. And we can grow. He's good. Last one. Respond by, by the Holy Spirit. Look at Ephesians 5.18. The Spirit... Look back at... 5.18, okay? We already read it. It's at the beginning. So he says, again, let's go back to the beginning of 17. Therefore, he says, do not be foolish. Be careful. Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's, that's why we're going to Scripture. And do not be drunk on, with wine, for that is debauchery. Uh, on the contrary of that, be filled with the Spirit. So sometimes the Spirit gets like the... He's just the third little part of but you know God the Father, God the Son, who's you know glorified, and then the Spirit is just like, where is he? It's like what is happening? You guys, the Spirit opened your and my eyes to who God is. He he was there first. He showed up first, and he's like, I'm changing, I'm changing Blake. I'm gonna make him see his sin. And then I'm going to make him see God and his wrath. And then he's, he's, he's going to break down. And then I'm going to help him see through, it's not some experience, right? It's an experience through God's word. I'm going, to, I'm going to help him see the truth. I'm going to illuminate his mind and help him see, you know what? There's good news, Blake. You do not have to bear that. How awesome is the spirit He's here. He's always here. If this is here and the guy standing here is committed to this, the spirit is here. The spirit doesn't need the guy. That's what Ken would tell you that Ken would be like, "I'm here to do this. This isn't about me." Billy would be like, "Guys, I'm not this. I want you to see Jesus. I want the spirit to use this and me to show you Jesus. And if he doesn't use me, it's okay. (coughs) The Spirit illuminates our minds to understand the will of God. The Spirit is he who battles, he's battling our flesh. He's the one that's working with us to help us focus on Christ. It it is complex, it is mind-blowing, but don't, I have to tell myself coming off of this conference, don't be afraid to jump into it. And just and, and if you mess up, if you're like, ah, oh, the spirit did, uh, you know what? That wasn't the spirit. That was the father. It's, it's okay. He's helping us figure it out. But don't be, and this is the joke, right? This is the joke of the conference. Don't be the guy, and we've all done it. Don't be the guy that's like, uh, and I'm, I'm using this as an illustration. I'm not defaming God's name, but don't be... Uh, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, um, we just come to you, Father, Holy Spirit. It's like you're, you were talking about, I mean, whenever you say, uh, like those are names of God and those identify with different, are you talking to the Father, the one that sent his son? Are you talking to the Spirit that is actually, he's interceding with Christ to the Father, that he's helping you pray? Are you praying? Are you praying to Christ, your your high priest? Get it. Study it. Be rooted in the truth. The final thing is we sing to God, submitting to one another. And again, we're looking at Ephesians 5. And notice these are these are just the principles, right? It doesn't giving thanks always this is verse 20 giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ so as we look at Christ right we're loving one another this is in your notes loving one another in Christ we submit to one another we love one another in Christ and this is the example guys. one more one more turn. go to uh, Philippians. Philippians two this is this is my favorite because I feel like I feel like anything that is going on in your life that you're struggling with, I feel like you can look at you just look at Christ and you're just you're if you're having trouble with uh, having an entitlement mentality, I deserve this, go to Philippians 2. If you're having trouble with a, a trial, go to Philippians 2. If you're having trouble trusting God, go to Philippians 2. It's just awesome. It's not, you know, I don't know if you're, I'm not showing favoritism, but here we go. Philippians 2, so if, if there is any encouragement in Christ. So think about where, where we're studying right now in Ephesians, right? So we're going we're gonna to submit to one another in Christ, okay so we're about to get the picture of what our submission can look like okay here we go so if there is any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love any participation in the spirit okay so if he saved you and you've been given the spirit right any affection and sympathy so if you have any of that if you're saved complete my joy By being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. What? Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours, in Christ Jesus. So there we see the submitting to one another in Christ. Who, and then this is the example. So, though he was in, in the form of God, did not, account, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient Wait, so the the God of the universe, if you if you look at Colossians, the creator, the one who creation was made for and through, okay, became obedient to the point of death. Death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, that's God the Father has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and, e- and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we look at that, and then we go back to our passage that we're talking about, specifically we're talking about singing, which is a form of worship, that we do as Christians, and we're called to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, okay? So that's our principle, okay? So it's not, it's not saying submit to one another in music. I'm not saying it's saying that, but it's the principle, okay? So we're submitting to one another in Christ. You guys ready for the war, okay? We'll, we, we'll get through this in two minutes because I'm children. Okay, here we go. That means... Stop whining about music. What? You guys don't do it. I'm just... You, you really don't. You don't. We don't. You guys have been trained. You, you, love, you love the stuff that matters. But we got to remind ourselves, it's, it's not about your preference. It's not about my preference. Guess what? We're not doing my preference. We're not doing anybody's preference. You know what we're doing? We're doing what we think would serve our lyrics the best with the church that God's given us. With we got the Gallego girls up here. We got Eric Chavez. We got Junior on the drums. Okay. We've got Scott and and Kathy who are new to this church. Okay. They they can play some really cool. I mean, he's he's awesome at guitar, okay, and other things. He can sing. We've got Jenny. We all love Jenny. She's like bringing out the melody with the violin. That's who God gave us. And that's what we're going to do. I'm not, I'm not, I've told people this. I'm not a choir leader. You're, you're the choir. This is it. This is what we're going to do here at Lakeside until I die, right? And, and, until God changes something. This is what we're going to do. And it doesn't matter. The thing that matters is, are we getting together rooted in truth, filled with the Spirit, admonishing one another, teaching one another, and then giving thanks? Did our songs do that? Like, like look, the last song we sang, All creatures of our God and King, lift up your, lift up your voice, and with us sing, "Oh praise Him, Alleluia. We we get down to this verse, all redeemed, washed by His blood. Come and rejoice in His great love. Oh, praise Him, Hallelujah. Like we put cord, there's chords to it. Somebody put chords to it that make it awesome and connect with your heart. It may not be your favorite music, but guess what? It's your God. And you d- just dive into who God is. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry if it's not your preference. I there are uh, th- here's the other thing, kids. Listen up. If you haven't been listening this whole time, check it out. If there's an organ playing the worship and that's all they got, love it. Because that's what God gave that church, and until you can help enjoy it. It's awesome. It's not about the the music serves the lyrics. The lyrics point us to scripture the scripture is what is is causing the spirit to do all of this stuff to focus us it's that's why and i love this church because worship wars what worship wars the only war that we've got going on is in our hearts that really guys i think our next level you know we always talk about the next level i think our next level is we just we got to we got to start connecting the dots of what we know and how we come and admonish one another and encourage one another through these songs. You guys sing awesome. We sing, and I have family that comes and they're like, man, you guys really sing. But let's sing louder. And let's get more passionate about what Christ has done in all of our lives because he's done it. It's not about you. It's not about me. We worship. This is the crazy thing. We worship a selfless God. He's selfless. He, was, he was everything. He was everything. And then he was like, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be low. And then I'm going to go lower. And I'm going to die. And then because of that, he's been lifted up. And, and we, we praise this selfless, awesome Savior, who has an awesome father, who has let us know who he is by the Spirit. He is an awesome God. It says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Let's pray. God, we're humbled by such an amazing character that you have and that you're everything and you laid it aside to take our place, to take our, our wrath. And God, I pray as we grow, as we're working, as we dive into your word, as we seek to be more like you because you've called us to, that you would hear the response of that from this church And at home, you would hear this response from our families in in the quietness of our hearts, even if we're not audibly singing, that you would hear from our hearts this overjoyed response of what an amazing God you are. God, we thank you that we can come before your word, and I pray that you just continue to change us. And it's in your son's name that we pray, amen.